This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. I'm Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts that are available to answer any technical advice strategy related questions you may have. So, when is a conflict so great or so minor that it impacts on your ability to provide advice or or not to provide that advice? Well, it seems that this is the question, largely centred around Standard 3 of the FASIA Code of Ethics, and it's up for debate, or is that consultation again? Earlier this week, FASIA appeared before the Senate's Estimate Committee in Canberra. Now, this is nothing new, with FASIA required to make this appearance each year, similar to the appearance of the CEOs of the banks on a regular basis. But perhaps what was more interesting were some of the issues that were raised and discussed during this week's appearance. The largest of these were centred on the discussion around the code, and specifically Standard 3. Now, as a reminder, Standard 3 states that you must not act, advise, or refer if you have a conflict of interest. Now, FASIA noted uh, in their appearance that they had released a draft guidance document to the code in October 2020 to provide clarity on the intent of the standards, And that in regard to standard three, the intent is for it to only apply to actual conflicts, be that an actual conflict between the duties advisors owe their clients and any personal interests they have, or an actual conflict between duties they owe their client and duties they owe another individual or organisation. As Fasia stated to the Senate committee, the code requires advisors to make an assessment of conflicts to ensure that before giving advice, they have met the ethical values and standards contained in the code and to confirm that their client's interests are given priority and are not in conflict with any other personal interest or other interests. In response to the draft guidance document, Vasia noted that they had received 37 submissions, with many seeking further guidance and examples to be incorporated into the guide or the standard itself to further assist with understanding and implementation. Standard 3 of the code, they said, received particular comment with a broad range of suggestions made, including retain the standard as it is, incorporate the wording and intent from the draft guide into the standard to give it legal application, incorporate a reasonable person and materiality test into the standard, revert to the original wording of the standards, re-inappropriate advantage, and this was in the draft before the code was finalised, or change the standard to provide for a disclose and manage approach. Now, as has been reported across various media sources, FASIA has said that it will consult with stakeholders on the wording and interpretation of Standard 3 in the second half of 2021, with a view to ensure the intent of the standard is both understood and workable. However, this should not be read as saying that there is a change going to be made in the near future. FASIA actually said that they would pass on the feedback from the consultation process to Treasury, in light of the government's announcement to transfer the standard setting functions to Treasury from the 1st of January 2022. So no change should be expected before then. Further, with the transition period for completion of the FASIA exam for existing advisors expiring at the end of 2021, this is another reason why we should not expect to see any change in the standard before then, as it could actually create greater confusion for those still yet to complete that exam. Now, whilst FASIA have said that they will consult further on the standard, the question has to be, what is the outcome that stakeholders or those who've made submissions are actually trying to achieve? The need to deal with conflicts isn't new. 
It arises under the corporation's law. It arises under the Tax Practitioners Board Code of Ethics. It's mentioned in the code that apply to most professional associations. And as with any new requirements, and the code is still in its infancy, particularly as it hasn't yet been subject to any judicial interpretation, there can always be issues around the actual interpretation itself. Yet if only 37 submissions were made, is this indicative of the majority of advisors accepting the standard as it stands and moving on? Knowing that if they continue, as they did before the code came into effect, to provide advice that is clearly and demonstrably in the best interest of their clients, that they are meeting the intent of the code? I guess only time will tell if any changes are ultimately made to Standard 3 or other provisions of the code and how far those changes go. But sometimes we do need to be careful of what it is that we're wishing for. Now, as always, remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can call our BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And join us for our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinars where we dive in more depth into various technical and regulatory matters. Our next session is scheduled for Wednesday the 16th of June 2021 when Michael Tran, one of our BT technical consultants, will be talking about having a concession to make and the changes to the contribution caps and thresholds. And this session's a great follow-up to the technical webinar held this week when another of our BT technical consultants, Matt Manning, focused on issues from indexation of the transfer balance cap. Now to register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. And you can also view previous webinars and all of these sessions do qualify for CPD points. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.